Hi, I'm Amanda and welcome to Self. On this podcast, I like to share ideas, experiences and have conversations to explore the self. By developing our own self-awareness, we can better show up for ourselves and for those around us and hopefully all live happier and healthier lives. On today's episode, which is episode 21, very exciting, I'm here to remind you that you don't have to be positive. We don't have to change our emotions that we perceive as negative into positive thinking when we're going through a hard time or experiencing a rough period. Now, I know it's pretty well-meaning and we often find ourselves encouraging others to try and see the positive in something when we're having a rough time. For me, this past week has been a prime example of that. And I have found myself telling myself like, oh, just try and see the positive in this. And actually that wasn't helpful for me. We're typically looking to change what we perceive as negative emotions. We group emotions into positive and negative. So we say, if you're feeling happy and encouraged and motivated, inspired, we like to label these as positive emotions um, and as good. And then we label more negative emotions, sadness, grief, despair, anger as negative emotions. And then we say, we class them as bad. The reality is though, we are humans, we're emotional beings and we're capable of experiencing all of these emotions. And I would say that it's healthy for us to experience our full range of emotions and to be able to lean into them. The thing about emotions is that they inform us. It's it's a part of who we are and it tells us something about ourselves. This past week for me has been particularly challenging for a couple of reasons. First of all, I was extremely triggered, which doesn't happen that often anymore, um, by communications with a landlord. And secondly, I injured myself snowboarding. So the first thing, the communication between me and my landlord has always been really challenging and the entire season it's been something that's um, quite frustrating for me. And just an extra like layer onto what was already quite a challenging season for me. And I found myself getting really angry and I don't often get angry anymore. I'm pretty quick at acknowledging what feelings are arising for me. And it's very rare that I get super angry, but I could feel everything in my body. I felt my nervous system um, getting really triggered. I felt like heat. I felt my fists clenching, my heart um, rate increasing, everything getting a lot more tense. And, And I could feel this anger and I was like, where is all of this coming from? Like, yes, the conversation's quite frustrating and and you know, my landlord didn't want to honor terms in the lease agreement. There were just different things, but there was, there was just something else underneath that. And then, so we're going to pause there. (laughs) A few days ago, I then injure myself, uh, snowboarding 
And I, I've had some bad crashes. It's really something that's just part of the sport. It's okay. I roll with it. Generally, I'm pretty good and I'm like, yeah, it's all right. You know, whenever you have a crash, you get back up, you keep riding, which is what I did. I felt okay. And then the pain started to increase a lot and I stopped. And I realized that night that perhaps it was a bit worse than I thought. Next day, went in to get an x-ray to make sure I hadn't fractured anything and I hadn't. Um, And now I'm going to the physio. And that really brought me down. Uh, the weather's been beautiful here and I like to wake up and go for a run and move in the morning. It's it's something that I really value and I dare say, I mean, we all, I think we all need movement, but I really love to be outside, to be in fresh air and to incorporate movement in some way every single day. So I've got these two things that have happened in the past week and I have felt quite a range of negative emotions, I'd say. The thing is, negative emotions inform us about our values. I learned two big things and perhaps maybe learned isn't the right word, but I was reminded of two really big things for me coming out of these situations. So being overwhelmed by anger for me is like, I'm I'm aware then I'm feeling that my boundaries are being crossed. I think often when we feel angry, it's because this situation or a person has crossed your boundaries. And for me, because my landlord wasn't willing to meet obligations, his obligations as part of the lease and wouldn't communicate in a clear and I suppose what I would perceive as like clear and fair way, um, and he was quite rude, I would say. Um, I felt this big sense of powerlessness. So getting, being triggered by him obviously kind of comes back to a lot of stuff from maybe when I was younger or different situations. But what I really felt there was just total powerlessness to do anything about the situation because he ultimately holds power by being my landlord. And um, it's not even a place that I'm living. It's actually a place that I rented out for my friends to come and visit. So I think that was muddied with feeling like I overextended myself and overcommitted myself to do something for others out of really good intentions, but it's caused me a fair bit of grief by dealing with this landlord. So there's kind of a lot of different layers there. And I was able to, like, I I cried, I felt all of these things and I gave myself an opportunity to just be with it and to feel all of it and to, yeah, just experience everything that came up. Um, And the thing is, in those moments with that situation and then now with my injury, I don't believe that pushing for positive thinking actually works. That's in part from experience. And I think that if we, I'm sure if you ask yourself, hey, in moments where you have felt really shitty, if someone has said to you, you know, turn that frown upside down and just try and think positive, whether you can really honestly 
go to that space. The thing is, when we suppress negative emotions, when we're just trying to mask something and go, okay, I'm feeling all of this, but I'm going to pretend like I don't and put it to a side and force myself to feel happy or force myself to think positively through this. The reality is all of those emotions still exist in our body. And suppressing them for me is like pushing down one of those floaty balls at a swimming pool and you force it down under the water, but then it's just going to pop right back up. The only thing is it might pop back up elsewhere and surprise you when you least expect it. So rather than doing that, what I like to do and what I reminded myself to do this week was first of all, just observe whatever feelings emotions and thoughts come to the surface and I like to almost step back like a third party observer and in a sense detach myself a little bit just to really get a gauge and a picture of what's going on. I think sometimes anger for instance can be quite an overwhelming emotion it's just like I just feel angry But if you give yourself a chance, and I know for me, when I give myself the opportunity to step back and observe and go, what's, what else is going on under the surface? That's when I realized, oh, I feel powerless. I feel almost taken advantage of. I feel betrayed and lied to. So there were these layers of emotions that were coming up outside of the anger that had surfaced. And with this injury, I was certainly feeling frustrated. I think frustrated and almost as if um, an element of freedom had been taken away from me. And this, mind you, this injury is only a few days old. Like it's been challenging for me and it's only been a few days. Um, I'm just so used to movement and being able to, move freely, pain-free, which I recognize is such a gift and a privilege. Um, But yeah, it's had quite a profound impact. So after observing feelings, thoughts, emotions, the second thing is I like to give myself space and I create space for myself to acknowledge um, that all of these things are just that. A feeling is just a feeling. A thought is just a thought. And I don't have to get wrapped up in it and get caught up in all of the overwhelm of it. And I don't have to react to anything. And this is quite uncomfortable. I think it's taken me a while to be able to actually create that space and to acknowledge it without being reactive. Um, Even with the situation with my landlord, I did start to get quite reactive. Um, I could feel myself like taking it out of my phone and as I was texting back and replying, but still trying to be really polite. Uh, and then I was like, okay, hold on. I need to actually just put this down and create some space for myself. And that's what I did. You know, we, we often, when we're feeling these big emotions and you feel it in your nervous system, you feel it in your body, it, just wants to come out in some way. And that's where we can be reactive in a way that might not be true to how we'd like to respond. And so this 
for me requires a mix of mindfulness, a bit of self-soothing and um, self-regulation. So what that looks like in practice is I will sit down and um, come into some really slow, deep breaths. And when, I, when you do that, it is a way to try and activate the parasympathetic nervous system to soothe. And then, again, coming back to that state of observation, going what's arising, what's coming up for me, and going, okay, this is what I'm feeling, this is what I'm thinking. Um, a thought that I had yesterday when I was really frustrated about being injured and not being able to snowboard and move, and I, I've got two less than two weeks left here in Japan before I go back to Oz. And I had this thought of like, what the F am I even doing here? What's the point of being here? I just want to get out. I don't want to be here anymore. And that's okay. You know, a thought is just a thought. Now, I didn't have to get reactive to that and go, that's it, I'm just booking my flights, I'm going home, stuff this. It was like I acknowledge that there's frustration with me not being able to do the things that I love doing and that's all right. So that's the second thing, creating space, acknowledging that thoughts and feelings are just that. The third thing is to get curious about what it informs me about myself. So going back to the situation with my landlord what that really informed me is that I value clear and honest communication. I value integrity behind a person's words. So if we come to an agreement on something that we each play our part in our role and we, we do that, and if there's a reason why we can't, that we communicate that honestly rather than blaming and, and shutting things down. And the other thing that I value is... I think just a freedom and being able to um, remove myself from situations and relationships that aren't good for me and that don't serve me. I think the challenging thing in this situation is because my friends are still staying at the apartment, I need to hang on to it. And so that was that feeling of powerlessness. It's I no longer want to have any kind of tied to this individual and yet I feel powerless not because I want to be there um, but because my friends are actually depending on it so just something that I really learned about myself or was reminded about myself and then with the injury you know I can see how much I value movement you know when we get curious about what informs us you really understand your beliefs, your values, um, what they are and what's important. So the outdoors and movement, clearly such a fundamental part of me being aligned with myself and feeling good. And again, I suppose a bit of powerlessness, although it's my own fault. Like I, I understand the risks when I'm out there snowboarding, um, but this feeling of powerlessness again. And now after getting curious about what it informs me about myself, I think I'm then in a better position to respond and to make a decision if any kind of action is needed. Now, in the case of my landlord, what I decided to do was to, you know, 
there was the heaters weren't working that's like actually what it was and he was like it's not my problem um and I'm like all right what can I do here if someone doesn't want to help and my friends there and needs heating to work so my housemate here was great and he I told him what was up and he's like let's go and have a look at it and we were able to figure it out ourselves and the thing is there, I knew that my ego wanted to really prove a point and to go, hey, landlord, you need to be the one to do this. I'm not going to do it. But at the end of the day, like that's not going to serve anyone. So just by taking that step back and giving myself time to process and to feel everything and to understand what it was I was feeling, I was able to then make better decisions. With the injury, I understand that I love and value movement so it just has to look a bit different so I'm going for longer walks I'm still going outside it's just not movement the way I might like it to be but hey if ultimately what I want is to be able to move then I can still do that in a bit of a different way while my body is healing and getting back to being 100% again (laughs) I I think for me as someone who is generally quite an optimistic person, um, it it's quite a contrast and I'm not afraid of feeling negative emotions. Again, it's just a part of who we are. And I know that if you look on social media, a lot of the conversation is just around pers- this pursuit of happiness all the time we're constantly pushing and and looking just to be in this this constant state of happiness but the reality is i i don't think that happiness is the end goal for me happiness is a byproduct like true joy is a byproduct of pursuing things that have real value and meaning to us And it's okay that through, you know, while we're just journeying and moving through life, that we're not constantly happy. I mean, it's the most, I think logically we all know it's extremely unrealistic to be happy all the time. You know, life, life happens. We really accept that a part of life is that shitty things happen to us and Accepting that doesn't have to be that you don't get to feel sad or you don't get to feel grief or you don't get to feel shitty about yourself or the situation or to feel that it's unfair, whatever it is. You're allowed to feel all of those things. They are a natural part of who we are. So in a time where we're actively told to live our best life, This is just a reminder to allow yourself to feel shitty if you do. You can feel whatever it is that you need to feel. You don't have to get caught up in it and react to the intense emotions. You don't have to force yourself to think positively. You can allow yourself time and space to feel whatever comes up, to experience the emotions, to not get caught up in them, but to then get curious 
and see what you find out about yourself. And the thing is, as I'm sure we all know, in the end, all emotions pass. They don't hang around forever. They're not permanent. And there doesn't need to be a rush to move through any particular emotion faster than the other. Just like if you're happy, we're not waiting for the for that to end until you know sadness comes or whatever. It's just, well, that's where we are and that's what we get to experience and that's great. And likewise, that's the same with any other positive or negative emotion. It's just a fundamental part of life. Thanks for tuning in. I release episodes every Thursday. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at self double underscore podcast. You can follow me at Amanda Latran. That's Amanda L-E-T-R-A-N. What else? Oh, you can listen anywhere you get your podcasts or watch on YouTube. And I will see you next Thursday. Bye. Bye.